It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire. You need Indeed. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. You are Locked On Redskins. Your daily Washington Redskins podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team, All right, everybody, good to have you aboard with us on this Victory Monday. Yes, indeed, for the Washington Redskins as they win 23-17 to over the Carolina Panthers on Sunday afternoon at FedEx Field. Rainy, damp, but nothing can take away the feeling of a victory and a W. And I know you guys are feeling pretty damn good, relieved, happy. Maybe you're worried. I get it. I understand. They did their best to gag it away. I understand. I got it. But for one day at least, uh, and we'll point out plenty of the negatives, we can celebrate here a little bit on the Locked on Redskins podcast. I'm Chris Russell. Good to have you aboard with us. Thanks for being with us. Thanks for listening. Thanks for downloading. Uh, We appreciate it. Again, always available on iTunes and Google Play and everywhere where podcasts are found. Please download. Please share. Please listen. Please tell a friend. Uh, We're here. We're trying to put together good content as we enter our second week of doing uh, this particular version of the podcast, uh, the Lockdown Redskins podcast together, as I took over from Nick Ashew about a week ago, uh, right after that disastrous Monday night loss. So hopefully we will get more interaction from you. If you ever want to reach out to me on Twitter, it's at Russellmania621. That's at Russellmania621 on Twitter. If you ever want to email me, it's Russellmania09 at gmail.com. Just make sure it stands out somehow. In the subject heading, but away we go here on the Locked on Redskins podcast, and we'll just talk to you about what happened yesterday. For those of you that uh, maybe didn't get to see the game, maybe didn't get to see all of the game, uh, maybe just want to relive it again. The Redskins do win 23-17. to They improve to 3-2. and They are in first place all by their lonesome. That's right. Through six weeks of the NFL season with as bad as things were a week ago, with as bad as things were a week ago, and trust me, they were bad, and they're not great right now. The Redskins are 3-2, and two, and they're in first place by themselves. That's right. And as many know, it's Cowboys week. That's right. The Dallas Cowboys are coming to FedEx Field. We'll get to them in just a little bit. 425 this Sunday as the Redskins kick off this stretch now of mediocre, bad, NFC East teams. Now, certainly they are not in a position where they can take a deep breath and relax because, as we all know, they do not handle adversity well. 
Uh, I'm sorry, they do not handle prosperity well. They do handle adversity well, and that's certainly another thing that reared its beautiful head, if you will, on Sunday afternoon. The Redskins win this game 23-17 to by jumping out to a 17 to nothing lead. But as I said on my postgame show on 106.7 The Fan in Washington, D.C. and all around, on Sunday afternoon, the number one reason I think why they won, and there's more than one reason, but the number one reason, and maybe you agree, maybe you disagree, with special teams. It started after an exchange of possessions in which both teams' defenses made a defensive stand. The Redskins did not make a three-and-out defensive stand, but they got off the field after Carolina moved the football initially on their first drive. The Redskins' offense went three-and-out, but the Redskins force a punt, You think Carolina's going to get the ball back. D.J. Moore, the rookie first-round pick out of the University of Maryland, not too far away from FedEx Field, fumbles it. Sean Deion Hamilton, another rookie, who, of course, the Redskins took out of Alabama, forces it. Jeremy Sprinkle, in his second year, recovers it. And the Redskins take over at the Carolina 22. And what I like is there's been so much consternation about the Redskins running the football, being predictable on first down. Fans hate the fact that they're always taking negative yardage or no gain, second and 10. Some of my colleagues in the media just drive me crazy with this. Like the only thing you can do is pass. Like passes are always successful. No, they're not. Every play, one way or the other, has you know, chances of success or failure. And sometimes, you know, it just kind of depends on how you execute it. It's not the play call. It just depends on how you execute it. Well, in this particular case, Jay Gruden says, I'm going for it, and I'm going for the throat right away. They isolate Vernon Davis. Again, all eyes, I think, on Jordan Reed in this particular case. They get Jordan, uh, they get Vernon Davis on a clean release, and Alex Smith almost overthrows him, but it's a 22-yard seed, and the Redskins score on the touchdown and lead 7 to nothing. and the most important thing is they don't dilly-dally around. They don't dilly-dally, they don't dilly-dilly. They're up 7 to nothing, and they take a turnover created by special teams into points. And we mentioned special teams being the big thing. That wasn't it. Not only do they get the seven points there, but they also got field goals of 49 yards, uh, 56 yards from Dustin Hopkins, which we'll get into, and another 29-yarder plus Brian Quick down to punt at the three-yard line. And Greg Stroman had a 10-yard punt return, which should have set up more points for the Redskins, again, on special teams. So to me, special teams was the number one reason why the Washington Redskins won this football game on Sunday afternoon to improve to 3-2 and two to beat the Carolina Panthers 23-17. to 17. As we move forward here on the Locked on Redskins podcast, and as the Redskins uh, will get more into this game because certainly Adrian Peterson was important. There were some things to like from Alex Smith. There were some things not to like from Alex Smith. Uh, Paul Richardson with a touchdown. The defense was up and down. Josh Norman bounced back and had a great game at times and also had his moments. Quentin Dunbar the same. The defense rallied to the cause. We'll touch on that next right here on the Locked On Redskins podcast. It is a Victory Monday edition as the Redskins are 3-2 and two in first place in the NFC East getting set to host the Dallas Cowboys. Come on back on the Locked On Redskins podcast.
Hi, I'm Jake from Locked On. Think of all the amazing things in life that are expressions of you, your favorite football team, what you wear to the playoff watch party, that song that you stream over and over to get you pumped up for the gym, or the recommendations that you share with your friends on the top six comedy podcasts that are best to listen to on a long road trip, or even your new haircut, which may or may not be an epic bowl cut from the 90s and hopefully is. Everything that makes you, you makes all the difference. State Farm believes insurance should work the same way. Your plan, your coverage selections can be personalized by you. And the ability to choose the plan you want by picking the options that fit you, like choosing to bundle your home and auto policies, is what the State Farm Personal Price Plan is all about. Getting the coverage you want at an affordable price just for you. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Prices are based on rating plans that vary by state. Coverage options are selected by the customer. Availability, amount of discounts and savings, and eligibility vary by state. All right, guys, we welcome you back right here on the Locked on Redskins podcast. Again, the Redskins improved to 3-2, and 23-17 win over the Carolina Panthers, who also dropped to 3-2 and two, uh, yesterday at FedEx Field. That would be Sunday, uh, of course, depending on when you are listening. As I record this, uh, it is Monday, October the 15th. So the Redskins end up week six in the NFL, again, in first place all by themselves. The Philadelphia Eagles and the Dallas Cowboys are both 3-3. Three and three. Cowboys crushing the Jacksonville Jaguars on Sunday afternoon. They're at FedEx Field, 425 Eastern Time on Sunday. Of course, we'll talk much more about that game coming up uh, throughout the week. Uh, and they come off that big win over the Jaguars again at 3-3. Three and three. The Eagles beating the Giants on Thursday night football. So the Eagles are... Three and three, as well as are the Cowboys. But again, the Redskins at three and two, all alone in first place in the NFC East by a half game. Of course, they played one less game. So here we go. Wanted to run through all of my notes. We'll call it the Roosters Notebook uh, right here on a Monday edition and the first edition of the week. I take an insane amount of notes, so I might as well use them in some way, shape, or form. We went through the overall number one key, in my opinion, for why the Redskins were able to beat the Panthers 23-17. to But let's go through uh, my notes, and I'll try and make as much sense of it as I can. Obviously, the Redskins get a defensive stop on the first series, and it was not easy, and it was not pretty, and it was not quick either, because while they did a great job on Christian McCaffrey overall— they gave up a nine-yard run on the first play of the game, and I was thinking, oh, no. And then they give up a four-yard run to Cam Newton, an eight-yard run again to McCaffrey. So McCaffrey gets 17 yards on his first two carries of the game. 17. And you're thinking, oh, this is not going to be good at all. But then the Redskins' defense steps up and rises to the challenge. No gain, McCaffrey up the middle. McCaffrey, one yard. Allen and Swearinger kind of combining on that. On That was on a third and two. That's a huge stop for the Washington Redskins after getting gashed again on a couple of plays by McCaffrey for nine and eight to go no gain and one on second and third down, second and two, third and two at the Carolina 46 is huge. Huge force a pump. Carolina, of course, in that particular area of the field, 
at that time, of course, going to punt, and the Redskins made a big defensive stand. So then the Redskins go three and out on offense. They came out throwing on first down, nothing, uh, and again, go three and out and right back to it on defense. And you think, oh, this isn't going to be easy or good. Tress Way, though, punts, and this is where the game starts to change. As we illustrated, of course, in our first segment, that's where the punt fumble happens, and Sean Dion Hamilton forces it, recovered by Sprinkle at the Carolina 22-yard line after the exchange. The offense comes out. Vernon Davis with a 22-yard touchdown pass. What was interesting about this touchdown is Vern gets wide open off the line of scrimmage because nobody bumps him, nobody's shadowing him off the line, so he gets ahead of steam. But Alex Smith almost overthrows him. If Vernon Davis doesn't make a nice outstretched catch, and it didn't look that way initially, but when you slow it down, Vernon Davis really saves his quarterback, quite honestly. So the Redskins were up 7 to nothing, and I love the fact that, yes, again, for all the naysayers about the Redskins running on first down, they're throwing, they get rewarded, they get a touchdown, but more importantly, they don't waste time. They just come out, boom, score, get a good matchup. I, I thought they would have a lot of success throwing against the outside linebackers of this Carolina defense against the safeties. I thought it would be with Jordan Reed. Instead, in this particular case, it turns out to be Vernon Davis. So good job uh, out of the Redskins as they take a 7 to nothing lead. On the second touchdown drive of the Redskins, after the Carolina Panthers go three and out again, so – you get that forced fumble punt, and you get a three and out. The Redskins get it going, and they get a fourth and one situation at their own 45-yard line. Now, again, seven to nothing, you're up. You're at your own 45-yard line, and Jay Gruden says, you know what? We need points. We need to be aggressive. We need to be up-tempo. We're going for it. And they quarterback sneak it, and they get it. You might say that's not that big of a call. It is. He's on his side of the field, up 7 to nothing. very easily could have gotten stuffed, and then Carolina is 10 yards away from field goal position and, of course, 45 yards-ish away from their tying up the game and getting it in the end zone. And then you kind of lose all the momentum, and it's a double negative. I thought this was a calculated but well-thought-out gamble. It's the second time in five games now that the Redskins and Jay Gruden have gone for it on fourth and one with Alex Smith on a quarterback sneak on their side of the field. In Arizona, it actually happened. The line of scrimmage was the 50, but, of course, Alex Smith is behind and therefore on the Redskins' side of the field just slightly. In this particular case, again, the line of scrimmage was the 45 of the Redskins' And so it's the second time again that the Redskins go for it on fourth and one, get a quarterback sneak this season, get it on their side of the field, or at least at midfield, and then turn it into a touchdown because ultimately after a nice completion to Vernon Davis again on a third and one off a deep play action, and this was a great throw by Smith in stride, the Redskins get it down third and goal from the two, after a timeout 
after an incomplete to Josh Doxson. And Alex Smith is kind of looking around and saying, oh, we need really need a touchdown here, really need a touchdown, can't settle for a field goal, and they get it. And here's this, to me, was Alex Smith's best decision and best execution of the offense in this particular game. He kind of looks to his right first read, and he kind of gives a little shoulder shimmy, a little shoulder shake. And that buys time for Paul Richardson to run basically – almost an arrow route concept where he kind of bends to the right and then he come, comes across the back part of the back line of the end zone uh, to the middle. And Alex Smith doesn't throw a great ball. It's kind of low. Richardson does a nice job making sure it doesn't hit the ground, scooping it up, catching it. But the shoulder shake and kind of shimmy, if you will, along with Alex Smith's eyes, freezes Thomas Davis, who's just back from suspension, and he's the underneath linebacker in this particular case playing zone. And it's just enough time for Smith to kind of hold him in place so he can't jump the underneath part of the throw to Paul Richardson. And again, Richardson with the nice catch. And the Redskins were up 14 to nothing, a 12-play, 64-yard drive on that particular uh, one. And again, the Vernon Davis 21-yard uh, catch off a deep play action. Very important there. A number of runs. Adrian Peterson, 5-9-2. Very important on that particular one. Moving on in the football game, third and 17. Right after that, Josh Norman with the interception. His first since Christmas Eve 2016 in Chicago, which is just at just unbelievable. Uh, that it took him that long to get one. Uh, again, way too long. But then the Redskins uh, get the opportunity back and right away they get a positive play Doxon a 13 yard catch and it's wiped out by Trent Williams holding call and this is going to be a theme of this game for me when everyone is crushing Jay Gruden and everyone is saying the Redskins sucked and the Redskins were not good on offense no no no, no. three different holding uh three different penalties rather the Trent Williams hold on this particular play on a 13 yard gain to Josh Doxon an intentional grounding on Alex Smith, which we'll get to, and also a holding on Morgan Moses, three very prohibitive penalties, three penalties that killed drives and killed good field position. So the Redskins waste an opportunity there, but then they get a forced fumble by Norman, a second turnover that he creates. Mason Foster recovers it. They do the silly uh, team photo, and it's like, okay, this team is definitely feeling their oats. Again, they're up 14 to nothing, and they turn that into three more points. And so, therefore, 10 points off of turnovers uh, at this point. And they're up 17 to nothing with a 49-yard field goal. I thought Alex Smith did a really nice job climbing the ladder on third and 10. Eyes were up. Paul Richardson uh, gets the first down. But then he got sacked uh, on a play-action boot uh, and then kind of settled on a third and 12. It's the fourth field goal attempt for Dustin Hopkins this year. He's three of four now from exactly 49 yards out. So the Redskins were up against 17 to nothing. And that's where we'll end this particular segment. We'll come back and we'll finish up the notebook when we return right here on the Locked On Redskins podcast on this Victory Monday edition as the Redskins beat the Carolina Panthers 23 to 17. Thanks for being with us right here on Locked On Redskins. I'm Chris Russell. Good to have you with us. 
Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, guys, we're back with you right here on the Locked On Redskins Podcast. Again, the Redskins beat the Carolina Panthers 23-17. to We left you off here uh, inside Rooster's Notebook. Uh, just basically a rundown of all my notes and observations of how we got to where we did with the 23-17 win. Again, the Redskins 3-2 and two in first place all alone by themselves and host the Dallas Cowboys Sunday afternoon at 425. Cannot wait. That should be a great one. Cowboys off the big, big, big pasting in Dallas of the Jacksonville Jaguars. So we left you off where a 17 to nothing Redskins after the Dustin Hopkins 49-yard field goal. Uh, the Redskins defense then immediately breaks. They give up a 23-yard touchdown to Devin Funches, who beat Quentin Dunbar. I, I didn't love how Dunbar, of course, played in this game. Nobody did. Uh, it's impossible. He wasn't very good in the first half. Much better in the second half. Um, but he kind of gave him a jab step move. But it was really kind of set up by the fact that the Redskins uh, defense too soft early in the drive, too. Uh, McCaffrey had a 13-yard screen. He had another 8-yard gain. Cam had a read option pull for 13 off of a blitz. DJ Moore had an 18 over the middle down to the Redskins. 23, just huge chunks of yards. And this was how this game kind of played for the Carolina Panthers. Either they did nothing or they got huge, gaping chunks of yards in quick strike fashion. And here they got their first touchdown of the game. But then Graham Gano, former Redskin place kicker, misses an extra point. So, again, it's 17-6 at this point. And that kind of is important to some degree uh, as we go along. Game kind of settled down. Uh, from there, Adrian Peterson did gain 19 yards on a first and 10 from the Redskins 25. The Redskins uh, also started moving the football. They took a deep shot to Josh Doxson. There was a holding call that went uncalled, quite honestly, that, you know, kind of stunk for Doxson, but he did everything right. And the Redskins were then facing a third and 10 and got sacked by Mario Addison, a former Redskin. So Carolina calls a timeout at a buck 33 and the Redskins punt. And the Redskins punt and Brian Quick makes the special teams play. Again, part of why the special teams was so good and downs it at the three yard line. This is where I thought Jay Gruden was so good in terms of his overall performance. Um, and again, he made some mistakes that drove me crazy, or at least he did some things that drove me crazy. I don't want to say they were mistakes. They are mistakes in my eye. Uh, there are things that drove me crazy. But he burns, he burns. He uses timeouts two and three, because remember they had used a timeout earlier on first and second down, which I think is appropriate, after a run stop by Ioannidis and... Then another run stop, thinking, okay, if I can force them on third and eight, third and nine, actually, it was actually third and nine to pass, then I get that automatic stop if it's incomplete. If 
the runner goes out of bounds or whatever the situation is. So I'm going to use my timeouts on first and second down. And again, he's out of timeouts at this particular spot. And it's exactly how it worked because on third down, Cam Newton rolls to his right. He's under heavy pressure by DJ Swearinger, almost gets sacked for a safety. And the Redskins get the football back at 106. And again, no timeouts. But with the 10-yard punt return by Greg Stroman, again, part of the great special teams effort, the Redskins get first and 10 at the 33 with 56 seconds left. That's plenty of time, even though they have no timeouts. The problem is, and this is where I didn't like Jay, comes out, boom, right away, throwing. Now, again, you don't have any timeouts, so I get it. I'm not saying I hate throwing because, again, they've had success already at this point throwing on first down. But this is what happens. Now, your offensive line is starting to leak oil a little bit. And Carolina is starting to get home. And they do. And they get pressure. And they hit Alex Smith. And he releases it. And there's nobody near. And it's an intentional grounding. And it's a 10-second runoff because it's under two minutes. It's a 10-yard penalty. And it's a loss of down. It's one of the most prohibitive penalties uh, when it's under two minutes in that spot. Normally, it's 10 yards and a loss of down. This time, it's 10 yards, a loss of down, and a 10-second runoff. It's three things in this particular sequence. So the Redskins are then faced with a second and 20, and Alex kind of scrambles for four yards, gets out of bounds, which stops the clock. That's good. But they're facing a third and 16, and he throws wildly behind Jordan Reed, and you go from first and 10 at the 33-yard line with 56 seconds left and in field goal territory. Again, at that point, if they don't gain another yard, it's a 50-yard field goal attempt. And again, Hopkins has already made a 49-yarder and has made several 49-yarders this year. You go from a 50-yard field goal attempt to having to punt. And I thought that was the first time that the Redskins really, 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 really squandered Big-time field position and an opportunity. There was one time earlier that we kind of mentioned after a turnover where they didn't do much with it, but this was golden, golden field position and opportunity, and they wasted it. Uh, real quickly, kind of going through the rest uh, of the notebook, the second half started basically with a squib kickoff. Jeremy Sprinkle did a nice job uh, with that. The Redskins did a good job on this drive. They ran the ball. They were patient. Alex, uh, Alex, uh, Adrian Peterson uh, with a couple of good runs. Brian Quick on a six-yard gain on third and two. Good throw by Alex Smith. Uh, Smith was uh, under pressure, rolled around Trent Williams uh, on a Third down, I want to say it was, got another first down, did a good job. But then the Redskins kind of bogged down a little bit. First and 10, shovel pass, minus two yards to uh, Maurice Harris. Then they get eight on second and 12, pass to Josh Doxson, third and four, pump fake. And Smith makes a bad throw, throws it behind Michael Floyd, and it's fourth and three and a half. And this is what I didn't like from Jay Gruden. Another thing that I didn't like. Fourth and about three and a half, closer to four. At the 38-yard line of Carolina, they spend a timeout because the play clock is expiring. And instead of punting and trying to cough and corner it, and they had, again, done a good job right at the end of the first half, as we had mentioned, they come out and they still run it even after spending the timeout. And they're nowhere close. It's just completely blanketed to Jordan Reed on the left side. And the Redskins turn the football over. They get, again, no points. They don't get – they surrender the field position. Uh, and it just didn't work out. And, again, it was a first and 10 
at the 44-yard line that they had. So that's two first and 10 situations, one at the 44 of Carolina, one at the 33 of Carolina, and they get no points out of it. No points. Not even an attempt at points. So at this point, Brandon Sheriff also got banged up, so he limps off. The Carolina Panthers come back out, and Cam Newton gets a 15-yard um, run on a little jet takeoff. They convert on a 17-yard pass on third and 16 to Devin Funches. That's not good. But then the Redskins kind of bog down a little bit. They stop McCaffrey, minus one, Kerrigan, Preston Smith, then commits a stupid penalty on third and 11, neutral zone infraction. But then Josh Harvey Clemens stops Christian McCaffrey on a middle screen as he's diving for the first down marker and forces a field goal. Graham Gano makes it. It's 17 to 9. And that's late in the third quarter. Sheriff comes back in. Now the Redskins have a chance again up by eight. They start running it. Adrian Peterson does a nice job with a four-yard gain. He finds a hole after being bottled up by stringing it out. You get a third-and-one quarterback sneak for Alex Smith, so that's a second first-down quarterback sneak in that game. Maurice Harris, a 13-yard gain. Throw is behind him. Then they run little uh, jet sweep. They take a deep shot to Doxon. Again, William Jackson holding. Should have been defensive pass interference but it's incomplete. So that was the one that he was actually holding on. Uh, the other one was just badly overthrown. So they took a couple of deep shots to Josh Dox, and they came up over two. One should have been a defensive pass interference, and one was well overthrown by Alex Smith. Uh, but then a second time in this game, and I thought Brian Quick was huge. Third and two, he catches a six-yard pass on a little spin, and the Redskins keep the ball. And this sets up an interesting situation. They get a 15-yard gain, which is wiped out on a Morgan Moses holding call in the middle. Adrian Peterson ran it. And sure, he's not going to get the 15 yards if the hold isn't there. I got it. But he's going to get something positive. Instead, it gets wiped out, and it's second and 17. They faced uh the Redskins are faced with a third and 17 and Alex gets sacked a forced fumble and the ball somehow winds up in Trent Williams hands who picks it up and instead of falling right on it and falling down Trent advances it a couple of yards and we're looking at a 56 yard field goal attempt and I'm thinking Jay Gruden's not going to go for 56 because if he misses it Hopkins then the Carolina Panthers are going to get the ball at their 46-yard line. So he's going to punt it, right? And instead, Jay Gruden kicks it. Now, he couldn't go for it because of the down and distance, but he kicks or he chooses to kick the 56-yard field goal, and it works. Just a gutsy, gutsy call by Jay Gruden. And now the Redskins are up 20-9, to and again, they would have been up only 17-9 to and you would have had 12 and a half minutes left, and Carolina would have taken over the ball at the 46-yard line. I'm not saying it was the smartest decision in the world, but it was a gutsy decision, and Jay deserves credit for it because his place kicker made a huge kick. Now, one thing that we should note, once again, the Redskins did not score in the third quarter. 
Once again, the Redskins did not score a touchdown in the second half. Why is that significant? They only have three points in all of their third quarters combined. That's five games, three points total. That's it. And they only have one garbage time touchdown against New Orleans late Monday night in all of their five second halves. That's 10 quarters of second half football, one touchdown, garbage time against the Saints. But the Redskins up 20 to 9. And then comes more bad from the defense. Again, the defense was good for the most part, except for a couple of drives. And this was one of them. Carolina goes right through them. Uh, again, like a hot knife through butter. DJ Moore off a little jet sweep, 18 yards. Torrey Smith on a comeback route, 12 yards. Funchess over the middle, climbing the ladder against Josh Norman. Not much he can do there. 15. Torrey Smith again, 11 yards against Josh Norman. Smith, 8 yards down to the Washington 9. Uh, Newton, kind of a little quarterback takeoff, gets down inside the Washington 3. And then Torrey Smith runs from right to left, a little cross-dragging route, shallow cross, wide open. Dunbar is kind of looking back at the safeties. There's miscommunication uh, and there's frustration. And again, a wide opening, a wide open, rather shallow crossing route. This happened against Indianapolis where nobody covered the guy uh, off the line of scrimmage. It was T.Y. Hilton then. And this happened in this particular game. And if you think back the Green Bay and if you think back the New Orleans games, those were deep coverage busts in the Indianapolis and in the Carolina games at FedEx Field, they've had major coverage busts from inside the five-yard line that have resulted in touchdowns. So the last four games, the Redskins have had enormous coverage busts, and four times they've led to touchdowns. That just cannot continue to happen, period. Uh, and then Torrey Smith was wide open again on the two-point conversion, and it was basically the similar type concept. Um, and just kind of wrapping this up because we're running late here uh, on the Locked on Redskins podcast. The Redskins are up 20 to 17 at that point after the two point conversion. Uh, I like how they came out uh, of that. They were aggressive with eight and a half minutes left. They set up a triple tight end run heavy look on first down. They throw it. Jordan Reed kind of set up good block two tight ends out in front of them. They pick up 10 yards. Very good. Then they get Richardson involved on a little jet handoff. Uh, then Alex Smith. Um, you know, is uh, short on third down, uh, but Mario Addison takes a personal foul on a face mask. That was a big, big, big call uh, because they get the first down, and it goes from the Carolina 43 um, down to the Carolina 31 once Adrian Peterson rips off on first down a 12-yard carry. So he had a 19-yard carry, a 12-yard carry on first down in big spots. So the Redskins have a first and 10 at the 31. Josh Doxson with a tough slant. I like, again, his game despite the lack of big-time production in his numbers, and nobody will point this out. I will. And then Adrian Peterson gains 10 yards. He steps on Tony Bergstrom. Uh, does a really nice job kind of spinning out of it. He is almost at a, 100 yards at this point. I uh, never quite got there. Uh, but then the Redskins ultimately set up and get a third and six pass knocked down on a blitz by Mike Adams, and they get the 29-yard field goal to go up 23-17 to 17 with three minutes and 15 seconds left. And then once again, Carolina with one possession left, ideally, uh, and – only down by six, so needing a touchdown to tie and an extra point 
to win or to take the lead goes right through the Redskins. McCaffrey gets a 15-yard screen. We said they did a pretty good job on him. He had a couple of chunk plays, but that's it. He gets to the Carolina 31-yard line after a good kickoff coverage. Cam Newton to Greg Olson, 18 yards. So they're moving it. Then Olson with a great one-handed catch, but his half of his foot was out of bounds. That was a big, big, big review and break for the Redskins. It was the right call, but it was a big review and a big break for the Redskins. Then D.J. Moore catches a slam down to the Redskins' 33-yard line. Torrey Smith with a nine-yard gain. And then you have a third and one with a buck 15 left down to the Redskins 22 Cam Newton with a first down run. Uh, and then Cam to Christian McCaffrey down to the Washington 16. And then this is interesting on second down on second down. Now with just under a minute left, McCaffrey's wide open in the back corner of the end zone and Cam Newton overthrows him. And Monte Nicholson was beaten coverage. Whew. The Redskins probably got away. They got away with one there. They got away with one there. Not many people are going to remember that. They got away with one there. And then Devin Funches was locked up by Quentin Dunbar. We mentioned the tough first half. Very good in this spot. Great job on a key third down. And then on fourth and five, Greg Minuski brought the blitz. And Fabian Moreau did a nice job. Maybe got away with a hold on Jarius Wright. And the game was over from that point. T.J. Swearinger took a stupid penalty for taunting or unsportsmanlike conduct that almost cost the Redskins. Uh, I, I would have just gone crazy if that would have happened because D.J. Swearinger's just got to be under uh, better control. But somehow, some way, uh, they ruled that it came after the play was complete and it did not count against the play. So that was good. Uh, and the Redskins ultimately hung on to win 23-17. to 17. So, look, uh, this is a really long rewind of what happened on Sunday. Um, I know it's a lot of details. I know it's a lot of uh, kind of just going over things. Uh, but that's what we want to do here. We want to bring you in-depth analysis, and we want to bring you insight, uh, and we want to kind of go through things uh, that you guys as Redskins fans and Redskins observers uh, I assume, want to hear, uh, and I take all these notes, and I want you guys to, uh, you know, be able to kind of share with some of those observations and relive why the Redskins won in this particular case or why they lost, but they won 23-17 to on Sunday at FedEx Field. Good for them. Again, they're in first place, host the Dallas Cowboys. That's going to do it for us here on the Locked On Redskins podcast. This is way too long as it is, so we'll wrap it up saying thanks for listening, thanks for downloading. We'll see you on Tuesday. We'll have much, much more, including we'll hear from Jay Gruden and his Monday press conference. Thanks for listening to the Locked On Redskins podcast. Adios. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On Podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.